Welcome back, Lumberjack fans. Today's episode. All right. Buckle up. Get ready. It's it's not the best one, but we have we have a lot a lot to discuss. So we do have a lot to discuss, and there's going to be I'm sure a lot of uh, conversations after this <laughs> podcast about everything that happened during this game and all the moving parts and it's just there's there's a lot to unpack I mean obviously the game itself but then there's a lot of stuff you know aside from the actual game that we have to discuss and so like Jacqueline said definitely definitely um (laughs) definitely strap in because it's it's gonna be a real one it's gonna be quite a conversation ha yeah I'm not looking forward to it at the same time like we just kind of just pull the band-aid and it just just do it. Just Nike, just do it. Yeah. All right. Well, start off on a nice point. It was senior night. Um, so we had, you know, we did a little senior appreciation post for our five guys. We had Charlie, Cameron, Gavin, David, and Rati. Um, and then our senior managers, our three senior managers, which – Got to yeah, give them some. Dylan, uh, Jackson. What now? Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, Dylan, Jackson, and Kyle. Yeah. I was just listening to I was listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Dylan, Jackson, and Kyle. Um, yeah, and, you know, a lot of people don't really understand the, the life day in and day out of those managers. Like, they literally, they do all, like, the grunt work, all the crazy, <clears throat> you know, preparation that goes into, like, all the small things, like, you know, watching film, editing film. Uh, you know, they, they, they give up a lot of their time, a lot of their free time. Like, they'll come in, like, you know, exactly what, like, because we had that conversation with Grant, and that's what he was yeah. saying. Like, there'd be days or weekends he'd come in at, like, you know, 2, 3 in the morning because someone would have texted one of them and said, like, hey, I need help, like, you know, shagging balls. I'm going to shoot some free throws or something like that. Like, can you come up to the gym or whatever? And and they'll do it, and they'll drop everything and go. And it's just one of those things where just almost like these guys – give up their lives just like an athlete does. You know what I mean? Like they give up all their free time to work hard and be a manager for some of them all four years, some of them a couple years. So a big shout out to those, to those three senior managers and all the managers for that. Matter. Yeah. The, the time right. commitment is wild. Cause you have to think like Alex wild. said, I mean, anytime the players are there, they're there. So they're already mm-hmm. putting in as much time as the players, but then all of the prep and, you know, behind the scenes stuff that they have to do in addition to that. Like it's, it's just a lot of time. It really a lot is. Of time. I mean, it really is. And so again, shout out to those three guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll miss you next year. Hopefully you guys will still be around maybe in grad school, come watch some games or whatever. But um, we appreciate all the hard work. And then of course, you know, like Jacqueline mentioned, our five seniors, uh, it's just wild that it's already senior day, senior night. It's come and gone that the season's, almost over we got one more game coming up on saturday tomorrow it's just wild that and it feels like we've known these guys forever but like they've only been here for two years like all four of them all five of them, or five, five yeah. of them sorry all five of them have only been here like the managers some of the managers have been here longer than the players which is funny like i mean yeah it's just yeah all of these guys are all you know two-year transfers so i mean um just crazy it feels like they've been here for forever, but it's only been two years. Um, 
I know. And I really, I'm, I'm like a little in denial because it's like, you know, the the four year players were extra sad by the time they leave because we had them for four years. But then it's like these guys who transfer in, we only have them for two years. When it's time for them to go, it's like, but wait, like we're just really you getting have more time, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you have two more years? Like, we're just getting to know and love know. you, and you're just like really coming out of your shell into the team framework and like we don't want you to go i know and the thing is is this year all of them get an extra year of eligibility so like they don't technically have to go but we all I know, know i really i, know. I really I wanted know. to reply to cam's tweet and say but you don't have to go i know i really wanted to too <laughs> but like obviously if he's already making a post saying goodbye like he already made his decision. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's the only one so far that I've seen made a post, though. That was, like, that was yeah. the last time at home that I'll suit up wearing the purple and white. So that kind of already tells me that he's already made his decision to take his last year of eligibility and go somewhere else or, you know. Um, or be done. Whatever, or be yeah. done. Yeah, whatever he decides to do. I mean, more power to him, whatever he decides. But he's the only one so far that's made a post yeah. about – being the last home game wearing the purple and white. Obviously, yes, we know that there's one more game left tomorrow on Saturday at Sam, but, and who knows if any of the guys are going to do a similar post. I have no idea. That's the crazy thing about this is like, typically like at this point of the season, like we know these are seniors, like they're not coming back. Right. You know, like we know that, but the fact that they're all given one extra year of eligibility, we're in freaking limbo land, sitting here waiting on pins and needles, wondering if any of them are going to come back. Or they're going to take that extra year and go somewhere else and play um, for one more year. We have absolutely no idea. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, we honestly, we have to honestly sit back and think that there is a real and true honest reality. The fact that none of them return. And the fact that we may be starting off the new season in a new conference with all new starters. Except for Calvin. Yeah. <clears throat> And that is a little scary to me. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, unless we get some, like, badass transfers from, you know, JUCOs or something coming in. I know. Anywho. Anyway, so, yeah, it was senior night, and it was uh, started off on a really high note with senior night and doing all the fun things. The only thing that really kind of cracked me up, and I felt so bad was the fact that poor cam's frame broke like just hardcore just fell over and shattered all over the freaking floor i felt so bad i know and i was worried the whole game because i'm like i really feel like they need y'all know how like ocd i am i'm like i've that broom and uh dustpan is like not enough like that we needed a vacuum out there to like make sure there's right. no little shards of glass lying around for them well, to I like think you dive had got up and maybe ran to the bathroom and like brandy came out there with like that with like a mop thing oh and, like, okay mopped up that area so i know it wasn't okay like, a vacuum but at least she took like yeah. that big ass mop thing and like mopped that whole area yeah like back and forth a couple times so i, I feel like that helped more than just the broom and just okay. situation so i feel i felt a little bit better about that because you're right i mean what if the player fell and like cut himself on like a tiny ass shard of glass and yeah he's bleeding all over the goddamn court and it's just like 
Jesus Christ, many people know. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, anyway. Um, and then the other fun part about last night was that we had a fun special guest uh, appear in the stands about halfway through the game. Um, Johnny Boy! Oh, we were so excited to see him. I yes. was so out of it. You were like, Johnny's here. And I'm like, Johnny who? What? <laughs> <laughs> right? Everyone's like, what do you mean Johnny? I was like, yeah, like Johnny, like Johnny Como, like Johnny Boy. He's sitting over there by freaking Grant. <laughs> oh, as so you know, it was just about almost halftime. I was almost over. And uh, so we ran over there and went and sat with him for a few minutes and caught up and chit-chatted. And, you know, he's doing well. He's living in, in Dallas. He works, I think they say he works at... Uh, Wells, Wells Fargo. Fargo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's doing well. So in case anybody was wondering how Johnny Boy's doing, he's doing good. We did question him as to why he didn't come to the Lamar game. Um, <laughs> and of course, he's like, well, I don't live in Bonham. I'm like, I know, but it's Lamar, you know. <laughs> anyway, so um, we did get a picture with him. And so we did post it. If you saw it on our social media platforms, we did post our picture with Johnny. So it was nice to see him. I hope we can see him again. And we keep trying to get him onto the podcast and I, I mean obviously he's busy and he just started working so I mean hopefully things will settle down a little bit next season and he'll uh we'll, we'll get him on the podcast for sure yeah definitely gosh it was good catching up with him it really is it really is we do miss him we told him you know we really 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 miss your defense for sure <laughs> yeah we we do we did because uh he was just he was just a full defensive player and I'm not saying that we don't have guys now who can play good defense, but we don't have anyone who is just a defensive player, you know? Like, and lights out the way that he is. And, and John, he even said that. He's, he's like, yeah. I could care less about points. Exactly. He said that. Exactly. He said that, he said that word for word on Wednesday. He was like, I could give two shits about scoring points. He's like, I, that's not what I was here for. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Some, I mean, like. Right. Yes. Somebody gets it. And every, well, every team needs one, I feel like. Um, but most of our guys can score, so they have other focuses in the game besides defense. And I'm not saying Johnny couldn't score, but, you know, defense right. defense was his thing. So Correct. He was all about press youth. I mean, and we saw that. And, I mean, again, I would love to, I would love to go back and look at his, you know, final stats. I forgot to do that. And we'll do that for the season um, on our last podcast of the year. We'll talk about that, um, about – you know, season statistics and how everybody kind of shaked up season-wise. But, I, I man, do miss Johnny. His defensive prowess was just undeniable, though. You can't deny it. You really can't. No. Um, anyway, oh, okay, let's – even though this is going to sting a bit, we're going to have to relive a lot of shit, open up some wounds. Yeah. I know we all ban- – we had to put a Band-Aid on our bleeding parts, but we're going to have to rip that Band-Aid off and just bring it all yeah. back again. So – Let's get it started. Might as well just get it over with. Yeah. So, okay. So, here's the the general history and background info. In our matchups with Abilene Christian, we have – going into that game, we had 21 wins and 12 losses. Largest margin of victory was 97 to 62 in 2016. And our smallest margin of victory was by one point, 61 to 60 in 2019. Our last matchup on January 27th, whenever we played them there, we lost by even 20 points, 82 to 62. Um, so ACU currently, or before that game, was 19 and four overall and 11 and two in conference. So just a little reminder of their losses: they lost to Tech only by seven, Arkansas by 13, 
So Houston by seven, and then the only loss they've had since um, the last time that we played them was against UCA, which we discussed in our little episode yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Their wins, they won to ETSU, Austin P, Omaha, Howard Payne, Tarleton, McMurray, Hardin-Simmons, Dallas Christian, uh, Lamar twice, Houston Baptist twice, Texas A&M Corpus Christi twice, Southeastern Louisiana, UCA, Incarnate Word, and Sam Houston. Um, so, coming into this game, like we said, it was senior night, so all five of our seniors started. We had Gavin, David, Rotti, Country, um, in place of Calvin, and then Cameron. We did, in fact, take the L by a whopping two points <sighs> on a buzzer shot. We lost 63 to 61. Um, and the attendance was 1,636. I don't know what the max capacity is, but that's pretty close. I think. I think it's pretty close. I think it's not the biggest crowd we had this year. I, th- I think the biggest crowd we had was it's like closer to 2,000 is like I think the max. Because I think it's like half of what we normally, what our max capacity is which is like four something so our half is like two ish so it's, it wasn't bad I mean it was a good it was a good crowd it was a decent crowd it was probably big a bigger crowd than I thought it was gonna be there to be there honestly um so I, I was fine with it for sure all right so let's talk about the standings as much as it pains me to say and it still is so irksome and I'm st- again I mentioned this on the last podcast like how over the moon and overjoyed I am the fact that we're almost done with this dumpster fire of a conference because of multiple reasons but the first reason is because of the fucking scheduling and the fact that Nichols is just getting away with winning a portion of the title at least a portion of the title without having to play Abilene Christian and SFA like I am so pissed right now I can only I can only imagine how like, if they win that shit outright for some reason, like, I will be even more irritated. And I really, really hope at that point, like, that Sam Houston or Abilene Christian in the tournament comes back and whoops one of, and one of them whoops their ass. I'm sure they will. Sure they will. They have to because they haven't even played Abilene Christian. I think Abilene Christian is probably the best team in the conference right now. Like, I'm saying that. Yeah. Because they are. Like, they're so good. Like, I'm not even mad that they beat us. I'm mad how we lost. I'm not mad that yeah. they beat us, if that makes it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not mad that we, that they beat us because they're obviously a really good team. They beat us once this year. Like, I get it. They, they, they executed their plan. They knew what they were doing. We obviously could have won that game last night or on Wednesday night. Um, and we could have. We definitely easily could have. I mean, we were ahead at the half by, what, 15 points? But I'm not mad at... Abilene Christian. I am upset about what the coach did at post game, but other than that, um, it was ours to lose, and we did. But the fact that they got through that, and Nichols is freaking gonna potentially win. At the moment, they only have half, but at the moment, uh, they could potentially also win, depending on how this weekend's basketball games go. The full thing without having to play us or ACU is just bonkers to me. So I really hope ACU in the tourney at some point has to play Nichols and smacks the floor with them just like white yeah. floor up and down whoops that ass and actually <laughs> you know they deserve to go to the tourney to be fair so because they've played lights out all season um 
it's just wild. Anyway, so Nichols is 14 and 2, Sam Houston, and then they're in first, obviously. Sam Houston is 13 and 2, Emily Christian is 12 and 2, we are fourth still at 11 and 3. Northwestern 8 and 7, um, which they've been playing better lately, which good for them. They actually finally have a, a, a winning. <laughs> opening <laughs> a winning uh, statistic eight and seven uh Doralines is batting batting the 500 here at at seven and seven uh uiw five and eight all the rest are all losing schedules or losing um st- uh, standings at five and eight uh southeastern at five and nine lamar five and ten still McNeese four and nine it still irritates me that we got beat by Lamar and their five and ten team a seven and seventeen total overall team that still irritates me beyond belief but what are you gonna do uh McNeese four and nine Houston Baptist four and ten uh Central Arkansas four and eleven and still AM for Miss Christie at one and thirteen they have not they have only won one one that's sad conference game and if I can remember correctly, that one conference win was against. Let me go back and look. Who Lamar. Oh my god. That makes yep. uh, last weekend suck even more. Yep. It's just insanity. I just I can't. I still can't believe that one. I really can't. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, the fact that four, that literally one and whatever the frick they, what did I say, one and ten? One and thirteen, uh, I thought. One and thirteen, yeah. they're four and nineteen on the season, and they beat Lamar, but we couldn't. <laughs> and it's just wild. Ugh. Every day. I, mean, I already have a fucking, I already have a stress headache from this. I really do. Every day is a new day. I know, I should be having a drink, but... I do have some good news, however, though. We are still in first place with the Commissioner's Cup. Uh, And I really hope we win Commissioner's Cup. So that's another big middle finger to the Southland Conference. That'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Commissioner's Cup, we are um, at 47 points total. Abilene Christian actually has 40 points there in second place. But, yeah, I would die. I would die if... We won the commissioners. Yeah. Just double middle fingers to the sky, boy. <laughs> Most definitely. Okay. Uh, so on to Sean Kennedy's stat section. Some of these are better than others. So just get ready. Uh, field goal percentage, 43.9. <laughs> Not abysmal. Uh, Three-point percentage wasn't good, 13.3. Um, our free throw percentage was also not up to up to standard at 65.7 um points in the paint we had 32 points off turnovers 22 second chance points we only had five uh fast break points we had 22 um bench points we only had four. Oh god i that makes uh, which is i'll come back around to that um, total rebounds, we had 28. We only had six offensive board and 22 defensive boards. Uh, fouls, we had 21. Turnovers, we had 17. Forced turnovers, we had 24. Um, we did have 15 steals. 
uh, and we had one block. So the game leader was Cam with 19 points, six rebounds, and three steals. Uh, then we had Gavin and David, or I'm sorry, my eyes are not great right now, apparently. Gavin had 18 points. David had 13 points. Um, but Gavin had three rebounds and two steals along with his 18 points. Uh, David, with his 13 points, had one rebound, three assists, and seven steals. So, um, overall, goods and bads. Um, so, yeah. on, on to feats of strength, my starting five. Uh, and it was, it was really a struggle to pull out my five. Starting five feats of strength. It, it was definitely a struggle for me as well, so you're not alone. Um, we did start out strong, was my number one point, but this turns into a, a grievance as we move on later. But um, in the first half, we were up by 15 at one point. Um, there were several points we were up by 14 or 13. Um, we just, we really looked really good the first half um, for the most part. Uh, or maybe not the greatest, but we had a pretty good, like, point spread. Um, anyway, okay, on with the story. Um, David had a really great game offensively and defensively. Um, there were two possessions in a row. I mean, he had seven steals the whole game, but there were two possessions in a row, bam, bam, that he got steals. And I was just like, man, he's going wild. And dur during, I think it was during those two possessions when we were up cheering for him, um, we spotted Bob across the way. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, Coach Bob, David's dad, was there. So, he came over and talked to us at halftime. So, it was, it was good to see him. He and David's twin, which I can't remember what his twin's name is. I, for, for the life of me, I'll, cannot. I want to say I it's like know. Matt or something. Just just know but. he's an identical twin. And though, obviously, his twin looks le legitimately just like him, except for, like, a little bit longer hair. And I, I had to make the connection. <laughs> <laughs> I made the connection last night or on Wednesday when we played. and I Because he was sitting a little bit further away. And, Bob, if you're listening... Please don't tell him this. Uh, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he'd like it, I think. Um, well, maybe I don't know if it would be a compliment to him or not. Because again, he's he's not necessarily a millennial, so I don't know. Um, so when he was sitting so far away, it looked like he had on um, I don't know if it was like Rolling Stones shirt or it was some sort of like graphic band T-shirt. Yeah. Um, but it was like you know distressed, and then he had on a kind of greenish uh, plan. Like, Cladish, yeah. yeah, like uh, button up, but he had it open, you know, and he had on like lighter color jeans. And so I looked over there and his hair, of course, was a little bit longer, but I don't know think if it was parted down the middle per se, but it like, it obviously had a little bit of a swoop to it. I shit you not, I looked over and I was like, oh, look, there's David's twin. Again, so I can't remember your name. I'm so sorry. Um, and I was like, holy shit, he looks like home improvement Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like he looks like straight up a 90s catalog. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good thing. This is a good, this is a compliment. So please don't take that as like a, a knock. It totally is a compliment. I yeah, no, that style's you. coming back for sure. Oh, 100% the style is. And I'm totally on board with everything 90s. Um, I even wear a lot of like 90s fashion and style. And I have my hair still down parted in the middle at the moment. Because um, <laughs> I haven't showered, but I need to. But anyway, um, ha. It's just like, I literally just had that moment where I looked over. I was like, oh shit, like he legitimately has like a Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like a JTT look vibe going on right now. And I'm here for it. Um, 
So kudos to your fashion choices, sir. Again, what the frick is his name? It's going to bother me so bad. I want to say it's Matt, but I could be off. That sounds right, actually. On that. Okay, let me, I'm going to look. You finish your, you finish your stuff. Yeah, because Bob said it, and I want to say he, he said Matt, but I can't remember positively. Anyway, okay. Uh, so it was, it was nice catching up with Bob. He, uh, he had just, they had just flown in that day and are staying through to go to the, um, the same game Saturday, tomorrow. So, uh, so that'll be exciting. Um, Cam also had a great game. Uh, Gavin had a really great game. He had steals. He had charges. Um, defending Cole, he did a really good job. Um, let me see how many points we held him to. 11, so that's good. He's he's usually their high scorer. Um, and I think I think Nana actually did a really great job defending Cole. Um, like, I think he had a lot of moments where I was just like, look at you, Nana, uh, showing that seven-footer, however tall he is. I don't even know how tall Nana is. Anyways, that dude's huge. He's a giant. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you though. I think even though he had a lot of weight on Nana, I still yeah. think he did decently down there. Yeah. So I was I was happy with that. I would have liked to maybe even see Nana in a little bit more helping cover him, just because that was obviously our our number one hurdle was trying to keep him covered up. But do you find the name or no? Keep going. Oh, that no, that's all my good. Oh, That's all my I, good points. Stop, bitch. I don't, uh, think, I don't even think he has a freaking Twitter account. I'm still looking, but I'll go into mine. Um, okay. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I wish he would actually say, because he said, like, great weekend with my boys at SFA, and didn't put any names or anything. Uh. But does he still play for the... DeSalle's Bulldogs? Maybe you could just Google it that. Maybe. I'll do that while you're you're going through your list. I love how we're having to, like, go, like, into this big-ass hey, deep if, down. If like, it can... Oh, it's Matt. It's Matt. It's Matt. You're right. It's Gosh. Matt. Gosh. Okay. Damn. I'm, how do you remember that? I couldn't. I can't remember what I did yesterday, dude. I got, a, I got the mind of a steel trap. I don't even know what I mean, that means. But. God bless America. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm very proud of myself for that. I feel like my short-term memory's been s- slacking lately, so that was nice. I, yeah, for sure. No, but that was really good, dude. I should have known. God, bless America. Anyway, all right, we got it. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to talk about my feet strength, my starting five. Uh, again, like Jacqueline said, it was kind of hard to find positives. I know that sounds horrible, um, but really the only positives were – kind of the majority of it was coming out of the first half. I mean, again, like Jacqueline said, they started off so strong, and they did. I mean, we were, we were up at the half. We were up at the half. When I I was so positive. I mean, we were up 34-28 at the end of the half, and I was so, so excited. I was like, you know what? Like, we have all the tools. Like, we can easily, easily, easily win this game. We just got to keep – the first half gonna keep on putting the pressure and just keep the foot on the gas. Like, let's go. And then we come out of the half and it was okay for a little bit and then just started creeping and clawing their ass back up. And I was just like, here we freaking go. Oh, but anyway, we're talking about, about positives. We're talking about positives. <laughs> let me, let me go. <clears throat> so I will say that they, 
they did play their hearts out though. I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, they just gave up, they just gave up or, you know, yeah, there was a lot of execution errors. And I know during post game coach took a lot of that on himself, which I understand he'll do. Um, you know, but a lot of thing is, is like, you could tell the guys what to do, but like they still have to execute it and they just didn't, you know? So they did play their hearts out though. All the emotion was there, good and bad. The emotion was there. I will give them that. They played their hearts out and it was just, it was, it was hard to see at the very end because they did play hard. They did, they did the best they could do, I guess, in that situation. Um, <clears throat> we only had 17 turnovers, which considering how the game ended, isn't horrible. It's not bad. It's not the worst we've had, uh, all season. So that's why it's on my plus pro list. <clears throat> 17 turnovers, and I believe, let me go back and check my stats. I believe uh, Rati had the most turnover, or the most, no, I lied. Um, let's see here. The most, the most turnovers, yeah, it was Rati. Yeah, Rati, yeah, yeah, I was, I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, he did have the most turnovers, and Gavin had four, he had five, um, and Cam had three, but again, like I said, that isn't the worst we've seen the season. So that's why it's on my pro list. We only had 17. There have been a few games where we've had way more than that. So uh, <clears throat> I will chalk that up into the win column. Uh, Cam was perfect on his free throws though, even though our free throws honestly could have been what won the game for us. If we would have just sunk them, all of them. Um, but he was perfect on his free throw so I'll give him that and then again David David played really well he played <clears throat> in regards to his uh field goals obviously not the best on his three-point shots but that's for another time and place uh he did have seven steals he had 13 points he had three assists um and he only had one personal foul which is actually pretty good for him so especially when he's trying to play defense there on the point guard or yeah position so oh man and of course I put a little note said Bobo Bobo it was great seeing Bob can't wait to see him on Saturday he said he was going to the same Houston game so we will see him on Saturday oh and I forgot to mention uh I will I will tag this in as another side note we didn't mention this in the game notes though but Jacqueline and I did have our uh we dedicated oh, yeah. the final game yeah <laughs> we dedicated the senior night game to our boy David because we've just been we I feel like out of all the seniors we've kind of you know talked with him the most um and of course we know we have a little relationship with his dad because he follows and listens to us like hey bob how's it going <laughs> uh but we did have our david shirts on and when i say our david shirts i'm not saying we had like a picture of david with like his face on it or something we love Shits creek and so that means we had ordered jacqueline had purchased a Shits creek david like oh david oh my god ugh, david shirt slash sweater um, yeah which just a, a preface I, yeah i had ordered that a while back when i first got addicted on Shit's creek and then i was like you know what i need to wear this one i said to alex i was like i need to wear this one game because it had like all the different ways that alexa says david basically where she's like ew david um david david ew david yay david I was like, it's every possible emotion all on one shirt that could happen in one it game. Is. Like Exactly. All um, the things that David could potentially do <laughs> in the one game are all on the shirt. And so she said that, and I was like, oh, 
what a great idea. I was like, I'll have my friend Megan make me a funny David, ew, David shirt. So I found a design that says roses are red, violets are blue. Oh my God, David, ew. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had her make that shirt and said that on there. And we wore them on, like I said, on Wednesday night to the game. And we took a picture and we posted it and tagged David in it. Said like, "We dedicate this last home game to you, David, wearing our ship's creep gear." <laughs> and 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 Bob, David's dad, thought it was the funniest thing. And then later on, David messaged us and said, "I hear you had on shirts for me." And we're like, "Well, technically, yes and no. They weren't necessarily like David Cacklerese shirts and like his face right. again. But it what you know, it's one of those things where we bought it." with the intention of wearing it to the game, but we also bought it because we love Shit's Creek. So like, it's not like we bought it just for yeah, that game. Double we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're totally going to wear them multiple other times, but yeah. it's just funny. It was just funny. I had to add that to my feats of strength. I thought that was funny. We, we, you know, a lot of people loved it. A bunch of people thought it was hilarious. And so, um, <clears throat> not saying that we're not going to do that again. I'm sure it'd be another joke. I'm sure we'll get yeah. shirts made or something for it. Um, but anyway, Okay. Let us move on to uh, this is gonna be this is this is gonna be the hard part. The uh the grievances. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're gonna hear about you. You So we figured we'd we'd do it a little different this time because our both of our main <clears throat> grievance is a pretty big one and it's it's a big it's a big whole combo, so we're just we're gonna joint yeah. discuss that one so that we don't repeat and <clears throat> we can just go back and forth all at once. So yeah, so <laughs> start this off. Uh, I guess I'll start. I, it. So I was gonna say I don't even know where to start to unpack this. Yeah, because this is probably the biggest issue we have with this game. Again, not even the fact that we lost. Like, yeah, that was a gut punch, whatever. But like. This is the biggest issue we have with this game. Yeah, and, and this by no means can go and start, and we'll kind of yeah. And by no means did this lose us the game or even tip the scales. Like, there's no way that that can be argued that this is what lost the game. But it's a huge freaking issue. So let's yeah, it speaks to a bigger issue yeah. in the Southland and in the situation that we're thankfully leaving because. Well, Wild. but it doesn't have anything to do with the Southland, really. It's it's one one individual <laughs> that we have a well, I know, grievance but with. It could have been remedied on multiple ends if like people knew about it. Right. That's my like. But I don't think any of that should have been. It should have been fixed. But I don't think but any of that falls on the. It. I don't think any of that falls on the Southland though. But anyhow, okay. So I mean, okay. Backtrack though. I, agree I mean, or disagree, but whatever. Yeah. Well, we discussed it before, but, I mean, we'll get into it all again. No, I but, know, but, yeah. All right, so to backtrack to the last time that we played ACU, if y'all will remember, we had the whole technical situation, and we discussed that on the podcast. Well, there there were more rumblings that whenever Calvin got that tech, which he deservedly got the tech, um, that the official who called the tech had made a remark to him uh, with a curse word involved in it. Um, So here we come around to this game 
And the same official in question is refing the game. And so I made the comment to Alex. I said, I don't know why he's refing this game. It seems like it would have been better if we didn't have him because of the controversy from the last game. But whatever. Who knows? Who knew about that? So we'll get to that. But anyhow, so we go into halftime, come back out, and they're shooting free penalty shots, like free throws, like we got a tech. And it's never explained what the tech was for. Everyone's wondering what the technical's for. Even as I look at our stats now, it does not list a technical foul. Yeah, there's no tech on the box score at all. But um, go to watch the little post-game interview. And, of course, thankfully, our boy Caleb point-blank asked Keller what was the tech for. And this was the first time that it had been publicly spoken about the incident at the last time with the the ref saying something. And Keller says, point blank, the last time that we played ACU, one of the officials cursed one of my players. Then we end up with the same referee at this game. And I guess he said that someone on the bench said something but wouldn't elaborate what the something was. And so that's what we got the technical for. So my first grievance was why, why did we end up with this same official again? So anyway, so I did call, I called my dad last night and FaceTimed with him to tell him about this because to give more background info, I think we talked about this in the last one, but the referee in question, his father refereed with my uncle, and I'm pretty sure with my dad, and was a very, like, renowned, respected referee. Like, this dude refereed big 12 games all the time. Like, any night of the week, you could turn on your TV, and whatever game, college game's on, he was refing. Um, so, when I first heard the rumblings about what, what this referee said at the last game, I was like, I'm going to be real disappointed if I find out that that's 100% accurate because, like, he knows better. His father was a big-time referee. Like, he just knows better than that. Like, if you're a 40-, 50-something-year-old referee, why you got a mouth off to a 19-year-old? Like, why? I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, I, I, here's and that's and that's my thing and that's I think the main issue I have with the fact is here's the thing this is why I have multiple questions and I wish that we were on like a post game or something so we could ask these fucking questions too because it still irritates me we talked about this before is if there was an issue if there was an incident that happened during the previous ACU game here's my first question was that incident reported to the consortium or reported to the NCAA or whoever in charge of referees like was it question we don't know. Right. And that's our and main, it, yeah, that's our main question. Cause like I said, I had, so I'd asked my dad, I'm like, why did he even get assigned that game if that issue happened the last game? And so thankfully my dad gave a little bit of clarity to that. He was like, well, you know, they assign the referees, the games at the beginning of the season. So like, unless it's called to their attention that there was some issue, it's not like they scheduled him to that game since the last game happened. Like he's had that the whole season on his schedule. So, unless we reported it or made a complaint or something like that, like the Southland and the chapter of referees that he came from probably doesn't even know that there was an issue. Right. And so, 
so that's the first question was <clears throat> if there was a incident which we totally believe there was is because who would make that up first of all why would any make that up that there was a, that like if you heard it point blank period like i don't think keller that has any you know that doesn't help him if he just makes up a story about a ref like it's not gonna happen so obviously it happened yeah okay um well if it was that egregious should have been reported and if it wasn't why not second question is uh if it wasn't reported why didn't and you brought this up and i thought this was such a good point like why wouldn't kirby being taught and trained and around one of the most respected officials in the ncaa should have the frame of mind and the adult senses and critical thinking skills to sit there and be like okay well i have the or i have the acu uh sfa game coming up here I probably should excuse myself and find a replacement because regardless of whether I was wrong or right or whoever was wrong or right in that previous situation, like I might have some bias while I referee and while I, you know, watch and while I, you know, are involved in the game. And some of the players on the bench may have a chip on their shoulder, which rightfully so against me. So maybe I should just excuse myself from the game professionally. But he did it. Yeah, and that, that's what I had discussed with Alex before this, because I, I also talked on the phone last night to my dad's little BFF, John Alvin, which he um, umpired football for years and years, and that's why he helps with the clock at those Fay games. But um, whenever I brought up to him what, you know, dad had said about, well, that he would have already had that game assigned to him, uh, John Alvin was like, well, he, sh- he should have taken his, himself out of that equation because – and like I said, I mean, I believe he was in the wrong a thousand percent, but even say that he wasn't still in that scenario, if you know there's already been quite a big to do and then it's a rematch of the same two teams, professionally, I would want to remove myself just because I would go in thinking no matter what I do, they're going to find something that I did wrong and attribute it back to that other game. And it's just, it's still fresh. You know, it's only been a month and a half. Like, it's it's not like this is next season or whatever. Like, it's the same group right. of guys. So, I just it's feel like it would have just been so much easier to take himself out of that scenario. Which makes me believe even more that he was just being shitty on calling that tech this game. Because... You're just being petty about it. Because why would you call anything that wasn't just 100% obvious especially knowing the, the prior circumstance, you know? And then there's no explanation as to what was said on why he called the tech. And then on the box score, it doesn't list a tech, but we saw them shoot shots. So what the hell happened? Like Exactly. And things are not adding up. In the post game, he said it so, like, voracious. Like, he was so fired up about this. Like, the fact, again, if you have not watched the post game, and I just watched it just before we started recording mm-hmm. because I, I hadn't watched yet either – it is so obvious that something was said and that this has been carried over even until this game and tempers were still high. And I just have a feeling Kirby was just sitting there just freaking waiting for someone to make a snide comment, just waiting. And then so he could, so he could just hand out a tech. I, 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 the fact that he was at that game was so disrespectful to me. I just could not believe that he was there. I just could not. And I still, I I still have grievances from the initial, Incident. Incident and tech because, like we said, and I'll rehash it very, very quickly, but in that game, what had happened was, as it happened multiple times during this game, 
we have a player go down for a loose ball and about two or three of their players want to jump on top very aggressively, which they did that a couple of times uh, Wednesday night. Um, but David went down for a loose ball. Two other guys jump on him. And Calvin runs over there very obviously and innocently to try to help his man up and make sure that David is okay and not crushed. And Kirby comes up straight behind him where he can't see who it is and grabs him kind of aggressively by the arm to pull him out of the way. As a referee, like, I just, why are you going to do that? Like, that guy doesn't know who's behind him. And if you come up and grab, like, you're just setting yourself up to possibly get hurt. And then even though the player's going to be in the wrong and get ejected or whatever, like, you still have a bloody nose or whatever you have from them turning around and thinking it's somebody coming up behind them. So I just wouldn't have done that. And then of all the players we have on our team, Calvin is the least like, aggressive or likely to try to start throwing blows during a game. Like, you can yeah, watch you can watch, one. you can watch, him play a game and see that he's not going to try to be, like, aggressive in a fighting type of manner. So, it, yeah, the referee the, the first awareness, person that, look, usually, like... The first person who usually stands up and tries to, like, you know, pump up to people if they're, like, coming after one of our guys is usually Gavin. Because he's the and biggest so, one, so all he has to do is kind of just stand there. Exactly. And, and not, we're not sitting here saying that they didn't call the game fairly. Because, I mean, you could even see that, that ACU had 30 personal fouls and, and we had 21. So, obviously, like, we weren't saying that the personal fouls and the fouls were what lost us the game. We are – that's not what we're questioning here. We are We are questioning the ethical and moral judgment – of the entire situation with that tech foul and with the previous situation with Kirby at this ACU game. So at the one like a month ago or so or whatever it was. Yeah. It's just it's it's the it's the principle of the fact that his ass should not been on that court refing. And whether or not that was something that the again, like Jacqueline said, like like Richard said, her dad, that that was a game that was already assigned to him, which is that normal for him to be assigned both games, like from the same team? I mean, I don't pro, know. He, what? because I, I was thinking about that the other night, and I, I would wager a bet that he lives in like Dallas or somewhere, and so he's kind of like right in the middle, and that's why he would end up getting like an ACU game and an SFA game, because he's just proximity closer to both of them. I don't know. It's possible. Again, I don't know everything there is to know about the the refing consortium, but I did find a, a news article from May 6, twenty twelve or twenty ten. I'm sorry, uh, from AP on ESPN saying Big Twelve and three others form a consortium. And right here, where it says Southland Commissioner Tom Burnett says officials from the four conferences will be pooled and work under identical guidelines. The goal is to build consistency in how games are called within the four leagues. Burnett says that the consortium is also formed for logistical reasons, allowing officials to take advantage of the geographic proximity to ease travel. Uh, there are similar consortiums that exist among other leagues and other sports throughout the Southland. Uh, and that was pretty much the end of that. I just think that that's so, so Southland. It's like, hey, we're going to join this consortium and form this consortium so that there is consistency and how games are called. <laughs> ha ha, ha ha, funny. Big jokes on you, buddy. Um, it's just, it, the whole situation is wild. I would love to have more context and more answers as to 
again, was the original offense incident reported to the consortium or not? If it was, here, let's go back. If it was reported, then who's it up to to like investigate that issue? And then maybe, I don't know, like does the consortium take it upon themselves to be like, okay, Kirby, guess what? Like, because you had this incident, like we're gonna switch you out with somebody else. We don't want there to be any more issues or anything else happening. Like if it was reported, again, we don't know if it was, but it, let's say it was. Yeah. Like who's, whose job at the end of the day is to like make sure that he doesn't call another game with even if it, even at SFA, like SFA at ACU, like it doesn't matter who it's against because, you know, and then is it up to, or is it up to Keller to be like, Hey, I don't want such and such referee the rest of the season because of X, Y, Z incident. Like who's, who's, yeah. who's in charge of this? Like, these are all really great questions. We don't know. I, I would just love some more answers, but whether or not we get them or not is. Yeah, I know. I would love yes. to know yeah. too. And, definitely for me I was just um I don't even know what word I'm searching for here there were a lot of thoughts that I had I was I was perplexed I was dumbfounded I was very just like disappointed because knowing that that guy's father is a referee who like my dad my uncle refed with and was very like respected I just expected better and that's just not that's just it's just not. It's just not. Not the way that well, a referee that, should be, and so correct, uh, and that's why I kind of blame a little bit of the Southland, just a little bit, is because again, consistency. You know, if you know that there's issues with your referees, like even I know it's not all of them. I'm not, you know, if it's just this one referee, hopefully, <clears throat> again, this stuff gets, you know, worked out because I. At the end of the day, like it, it's it's a bad look against your conference. And if I was Tom Burnett, I would be like doing anything I could after all of us are leaving, you know, to bring the Southland back to at least some sort of you know respectful stature. And that starts with making sure that all the people that I don't even if the, they don't work for the Southland, it doesn't I don't it doesn't matter. Like it makes your it makes at the end of the day it makes you look bad. The fact that you have referees bitching out and cursing out your players. And apparently, according to Keller during the post game, again, if you haven't listened to the post game, you need to. He said that one of the referees, I don't know which one at this moment, I have no idea, said that Rati jumped into the standard on purpose. Oh yeah, when he heard us, when he heard himself, uh, it was probably the same one. I'm just gonna pile it all on him for today because it probably was. It probably was. I mean, but I just I, when he said that, I was like, they're accusing our players of jumping into the standard on purpose he got hurt like why would he do that on purpose yeah that's asinine at best but yeah he said that i about lost my mind and then there was the moment i don't know if it was when the day david fell down or if it was uh when um it happened over by over by the the scorer's table i don't know what moment it was at but I think it was with Nana. I think it was when Nana got fouled or something like that. And he wanted to go shoot his free throws or something. Um, literally, Kirby ran over and was, like, yelling at Keller saying, I need you to get back. We've already fought the See, we did it. Like, he was, like, being extremely disrespectful to Kyle. And, again, 
even no matter what the coach is saying to you, no matter if they're yelling at you, calling you every name in the book, like, again, you're the referee, like, you should be the the model of decorum and keeping everything, you know, on a even keel, because that is your job, you yeah. do not have to go off like that. There is no reason for that. No, and... I, I feel like I, I think about referees a lot the same in the same regard as I do coaches where like if you if you know what you're doing and you're confident and you assert yourself you don't have to go buck wild and yell mm-hmm. and be all these crazy things like if people respect you mm-hmm. and listen to you because you stand up on what you're what you're expecting then all you have to do is walk over there and say coach if you don't sit down I'm going to tee you up. And then if you get up again, you're out. And then it's done, you know? Right. And so I feel like I just have a high, a higher expectation from, from my uh, overexposure to refereeing throughout my life. Right. You know? Anyway, so. I agree. That was All it. Right. Well, so you go on exactly. with your, your uh, we're gonna, Yeah, we're going to end it there. I'm sure if anybody else has any other comments or questions or whatever they can totally we can totally talk about it later but let's just let's continue let's just continue okay (laughs) so the last second loss with a layup at the buzzer just imagine the elation and pure joy that we felt at the last second tip-in at duke just flip this to the opposite emotions because that's how it felt. And they that's cel they celebrated almost as much as we did when we wanted to. Oh my god. I think that I don't know what annoys me most was the <laughs> fact that they hit the last second tip in. I was like, ah fuck. You know what happens. Alright. Fuck. Alright. <laughs> but the main fact that the coach and the players, the coach went berserk. Like he just won the whole NCAA tournament like enchilada like he went berserk and i understand you hadn't beat sfa at sfa ever never ever i get that big win i got it understood the fact that that might have secured you into winning a piece of the title got it i understand it fine but he acted like he just won the whole damn ncaa tournament like and that we were the champions playing and shit like that. Like that's that's how he acted, and that was absolutely asinine. Uh, so again, grievance towards that, like dishonor to you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. Like that's how I felt about that. It was just again, take the elation that we felt at the Duke game, last second buzzer tip in. And then flip it on its head. And that is the pain that felt in my chest at that moment because of how hard they were playing and they just let it slip away from them. It was just, I don't, and I didn't like the disrespectful nature of all that. And then homeboy was walking around the freaking uh, court area. I guess he was doing some post game over with his media guy or something. And then I don't know if someone in our stands on, the, on that side of the court said something to him or he was just getting butthurt about a comment. Uh, but a, he, like, walked over to that one guy that we never know who the heck he is that stands in the oh. tunnel. And he said something to that guy. So maybe he's, like, like our chief of police or something. Or, like, head of security or something. Because he went over and said something to him and, like, pointed to the stand. So the guy that was 
standing there and the home and the guy that he was pointing to took off up the stairs and jetted. So obviously that I said something and not huh. so nice to the uh to Mr. What's his face from Sorry, not sorry. From, yeah, I mean <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, now we got to find out who that dude is. But anyways. I know, I know. Okay, so a couple other notes on the grievances side of it. I'm still pissed about, again, what they said about Rocky jumping into the standard on purpose. Like, that blew my mind. That was a grievance. What the hell is that? You're saying that I can't believe the refs were accusing him of doing it on purpose. I still can't. I still I can't, can't believe that. I still can't believe that. There, I mean, as Keller said it in postgame, there were so many weak calls. I mean, not saying that there were calls that weren't correct, but they were weak. Like, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna call it on us, you gotta call it on the other side too. Again, not saying that there were calls or what made us lose the game because you again, ATU had thirty personal fouls and we had like seventeen or whatever it was. Twenty one, yeah. Twenty one, yes, twenty one. So obviously they were calling it kind of offsided on you know ACU set, but still. Ugh. That three-point percentage is absolutely, like, I want to throw up. It is 13.3%. That is disgusting. Two, a 15 for the threes. I am flabbergasted at that. Like, I don't know what the hell we were doing at three-point range. Literally, Cameron made one, and Roxy made one, and that was the end of it. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell that is. The other point I have is free throws. Free throws, free throws. Honestly, if you want to blame anything on the loss, it's the free throws. The fact that we missed so many free throws, that would have won the game. We were 23 out of 35. Like, 23 out of 35. Again, we lost by two points. If if someone, someone, anyone would have just made three, we would have won the game. I know. Or at least two, we could have gone in overtime. Something. Something. That's just wild. And then my last grievance, and this is, I was actually kind of shocked at this statistic. I was not aware that this had happened, but both Nigel and Calvin, and you know how much I, lo- I know how much you love Cal. <laughs> I love Calvin too. Nigel's heading up there because he's had some really good moments, but they both played for Calvin for, for 20 or Nigel for 20 minutes, Calvin for 21 minutes, and they barely scored a damn basket. Nigel scored nothing. He played for 20 minutes and scored nothing. Nothing. Calvin played for 21 minutes. He had three points. I'm sorry. We can't win with that kind yeah. of with that kind of execution. Are you kidding me? No. You can't, you can't win like that. You can't win like that. Anyway, that's my that was the end of mine. Okay. I'll 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 segue into this wasn't not that I do them in priority order, but Right. One of, I don't. Yeah, one of my grievances under the offense section was basically the same thing you're saying there. But so mine was like I like I said in the stat section, our bench points we only have four points. We need more consistent scoring, and we need more people able to score. Because here's the thing: we have four main players who comprise our scoring: Gavin, David, Rati, and Cam. And here's the thing. You can pretty much count on Gavin to be one of the top two scorers every game. And then between Cam, David, and Rati, it's it's kind of hit or miss. Like, they, they'll consistently usually score, you know, maybe nine points or so. And then they might score 20-something points. 
But between the four of them, you, you can count on at least two people really putting up like 20 plus points to help us help us out there. But beyond beyond that, we don't have anybody scoring. And so, I mean, especially Calvin has got to be more aggressive on on offense because we're, we're losing those four guys who are scoring. I mean, somebody's got to be consistently putting up some numbers and taking some I shots. Agree. Or where are we going to – I mean, if, if everybody on the team is scoring seven or less on their best day, mm-hmm. like, well, we're going to put up, like, 50 points a game? I mean, mm-hmm. on a good day? Like, so especially from Calvin, I got to see more. Like, I know he has it in him, and I know he can do it, and we got to have some people mm-hmm. step up and, and be more consistent and put up, put I up agree. some more points. And that's also what concerns me, and I, I... – I blacked out for a minute there because I don't know if you had mentioned this, but that also concerns me. If, if none of if none of our scorers return, none of our starters return except for Calvin, who yeah. the hell is going to freaking take up for it? Like, who who do we got? Nigel? We're going to count on Nigel? We're going to count on Demir? Because <laughs> that's a big old frick no. Okay, I couldn't even contain my response on like, that. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, who, if, if Roxy doesn't come back, okay, David, okay, if, if, if those, if Cam, we already know Cam's most likely gone. I mean, he's, he's already said goodbye. Yeah. He's already <laughs> said goodbye. I mean, so Cam's out. No idea what the hell Gavin's doing. So all we have, Charlie, no idea what the frick country's doing. So if all five of them don't return, we have Calvin. And who the hell else? Like, some people are going to have to start learning to score. Um, so that was one of my offensive notes. Another offensive note I had was our offensive boards were shitty. We only had six offensive rebounds. Um, Bad. And the free throws, which Alex said this too, but we could we could have won that damn game on free throws. We had 12 missed free throws. 12. I mean, tw- 12. We only needed two to at least tie it. Like... 65.7 is not the worst free throw percentage we've had this season, but it's not good enough. And when you when you get down to a game like this where you're playing one of the best offensive teams we've played, you you got to make the free throws. The free throws. Like you got to get up yeah. there and knock them down. Um Yeah. It's just too easy of an opportunity. Um this is a really simple grievance, but I didn't, I just, there were so many grievances that I had to have one that was, like, not super heavy. Why did they not have their name, their last names on their jerseys? I just don't understand. Like That's so juvenile, too. I just like, think that looks so cheap. Like, this is D1. Yeah. This is not high school. We need your last names on the jersey. Come on, ACU. Spring, yeah. for, spring for the extra cash to get the last name on the jersey. It just looks tacky. Um, you know, uh, can I, can I, can I... Yes. I, I feel really bad now, like beyond bad, beyond bad. Bob, please, please, please there on our freaking freaking Matt. Because, I mean, he even follows us. And we follow him, and we, we still didn't remember his. I remembered. I remembered. All right, I'm sorry. I did not remember his. You weren't sure, though. You said, well, I don't know. I think I it's Matt. I think it's Matt. Even, I was even, pretty sure. even during the game, you're like, oh, what's his name? I don't remember. So no, no, ma'am. You, but we've you never. Remembered. But we've never met him, though. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. But I promise you, no, he doesn't know our names. So 
that's a, probably a very good chance. That's it. Probably just like those two crazy. Those two. Those two broads. Yeah, it's okay. Crazy I was, broads I was, wearing David shirts. I was pretty confident, but um, anyhow. Okay, so also okay. All right, there were multiple back doors. And my complaint on this was, listen, I'm all about the press, the press freaking you and the overplaying on defense. But listen, Linda, if you're going to overplay on defense like we do, you cannot sleep on a strong offensive team like ACU. Like you better, if you're going to take that one extra step to overplay on D, you better freaking know who's on the weak side and which is the closest person on the team that needs to be watching the gap. Like, you got to constantly, and that's why it's so hard to play the defense that we do, and sometimes I don't necessarily agree with us playing it over that hard. But, like, just on a, on a team like ACU, if, if you're going to take that extra step to the left and leave the gap open, you better freaking know who's in your peripheral and which defender can step up the quickest to help on help side defense. Like, I just, I just can't. There were so many. Yeah easy easy money ones where they just they're like and th that's the thing like they're so good at that like they know they were reading that defense and there were a couple times where I wouldn't even call it a backside it was just like a weak side drive straight to the bucket where like mm -hmm. one of their big dudes would just he was aware and he was looking and he knew it was going to be weak and he just freaking took it and so I just oh any okay so that rolls into my next point we had lots of Lots of just errors and missed opportunities, missed shots, 12 free throws, turnovers. And, and like I said, with the overplaying on D, any one of those things, any single one, pick whichever one you want, whichever missed two free throws, whichever turnover, whichever missed shot, whichever like missed rebound, whichever time we let them have the backside layup, any single one of those things on their own could have turned the game outcome the other direction. So we should not get ourselves in a position to where we rely on having to make one specific play at the end of the game to win us the game. Like we should yeah. never, ever, ever get in that position. We were up by 15 points in the first half and we give up so many little different errors that any one of them could have changed the tide of the game. And then we get down to the very last possession, and it's like, well, sorry that we all have made 10 errors and turnovers and missed shots and whatever, but now, Gavin, it's all on you, buddy. you got to make this shot, or we're not going to win. And then... Yeah, to put it all on his shoulders, and you could even see after the game how, how emotionally upset and like distraught that he was because you know he thought that yes and that, that's my that point he, is that you this, know that he put that, that on him was he like i lost it that for the player team yes. i couldn't yeah because i'm a bad player i couldn't that, put up the freaking i got stripped or whatever happened at the end you know they blocked it or stripped it i couldn't remember i can't recall i, I probably blacked out <laughs> um, and and you know you know that he put all of that on him because he's like if I would have just made that layup would be going into overtime right now if I would have just made my free throws would be going into overtime right now he was physically he was doubled over y'all he was doubled over he could not like he was sobbing when I say yeah. like, there's tears there's normal, normal and tears that's... this this poor boy was sobbing 
And that, that grievance is like almost up there for me with the, with the whole referee debacle grievance because I just, I can't stand to see that because that one player is, is going to feel completely responsible for the loss and for their lack of being able to make that one possession when we sh- it should never get to a position to where you're relying on that one possession because the fact of the matter is you've at least there's never a perfect game like you can play hard and you can put it all out there but when you get down to it if it comes to a position of we got to we got to make something on this possession or we're going to lose you've made it guaranteed you've made at least one mistake in the game before that that it could have been that mistake it could have been any of the mistakes like like I said, whenever I played, I had a coach that said, you know, all, all these little bitty mistakes that you make during the game, they all add up to one big pile of shit. And then that's where you get yourself in trouble. So I just, I don't want Gavin to, to you know, um, get stuck on that for too long and get too down on himself because it, it could have been any one of those I, other I don't errors. Either. Any Correct. one of them. Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, two days ago, a couple games ago, it was Rati. Yeah, like, he had two opportunities, one in regulation and one at the end of the first OT to, to win the game with a simple layup. And did it happen? No. Again, I understand the implication of this game it being a lot more on the line and it being the last home game and it was more emotional. Totally get that. But I, ha- I hate that for him. I really do. And then also, uh, as reported by Mama Tess, apparently uh, David on the other side of the court was also very, very upset. We just couldn't see it. Oh. Um I don't like that either. David, please, please don't be upset. Please, Lord. Oh, God. I just want to give them all hugs. Fuck you, COVID. I just want to give them all hugs. You know what? I'm going to end that. That's my other. This wasn't listed in my grievances, but that's a major grievance for me on this season because I feel like every. We aren't as. We haven't had the opportunity to get as close to these seniors as we have some of the other ones because they only played for us for one year before COVID happened. And then, you know, we're used to sitting directly behind the bench and as soon as the game's over all the guys come over and we get hugs and high fives and we get to speak to them a little bit and we haven't gotten to have any interaction with them this season and it just really sucks and it makes me very sad because because I love getting to see them at the end and especially like after that game I mean like they could have used a hug I think back to the and it's bullshit and I think back to the year before last when it was um, Johnny and Kevon and Nate's junior year and we lost that last game at home. And I remember Nate was freaking sobbing. Sobbing, He yes. came over and we, and we both you gave him a big that. hug and we're like, come mm-hmm. on, buddy, it's okay. Like, you've got one more season. Onwards and upwards. Like, you'll bounce back. It'll be fine. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how we built these like strong relationships that we've had with with previous players. I'm not saying we don't have a relationship with these guys, but we missed we missed a lot this year of get getting to even like see them at the end of the game. Like they don't even I mean they don't even know that we're there. We're like multiple rows up. They're kind of they're kind of playing a game, you know. Um, so it's not really like yeah. we've gotten to interact and, with and them. And it stinks. I mean, it, it just hardcore stinks. Like. But, I mean, it's it's terrible. I hate it. I really do. And I think that, you know, because of COVID, it's really taken the wind out of a lot of people's sails, including the fans and including, obviously, the team. And so, 
you know, I'll be so glad whenever next season, hopefully we'll be back to kind of, you know, normal where we can sit right behind the team. We can actually grow, you know, relationships with the players and like for them to know that we're there and supporting them. And then after the game, if it's a win or a loss, we give them hey, some high fives every time. And, you know, or big hugs if they need it. And I just, at that moment, like, I don't, I don't know about, I just, I wanted so badly just to run down to the stairs, hop over the barrier and run up and give Gabe a hug. And thank God for Jalen for being there. Jalen, oh, you sweet, sweet boy. Bless his little heart. Jalen, you for holding Gabe in and literally holding him and giving him a hug and holding him the whole time during the school song because he was just sobbing, sobbing. Inconsolable. Sobbing. Yeah. Literally, I, and I, I can't do it. When I see boys cry, I can't do it. I can't handle it. I can't do it. Like I start crying myself. I, I was like, I, I gotta get out of here. I got, I gotta get out of here. I don't like seeing boys cry. It's bullshit. I gotta leave. And yeah. <sighs> anyway, it was a bummer. Do you have anything else on your uh, grievance list? No. So I'll just go into my my one word to describe the game analysis. And it took me a while. And I don't even know that this is the the best fitting word that I could come up with, but. I was trying to think, I mean, I was, I was really just dejected. It was kind of a good one, but I, I put despondent because I just feel like, and that, that's more, I feel like for me, I mean, I was very upset that we lost the game, but I'm, right. I'm, I'm more like big picture upset and disgruntled and despondent with the whole like referee issue. Yes. On a principal yes. factor, but also because the dude's dad refereed with my dad and my uncle, and, like, I know that he knows better, and so I'm just I'm very, I'm dis- I'm very despondent and disappointed there. I mean, for me, it was totally just on my side of it, and, again, you know more about the referee stuff because your dad, but, like, I just thought the whole situation was just disrespectful, not only to the integrity of the game, but also to the fact that I'm sure, I, who knows how Calvin felt. I'm like, sure not having good. To see, having to, I'm sure not good. Like having to see his, his face again, knowing full well that he, that that man is an adult and Calvin is a sophomore in college. And that man like basically cursed him out at the last basketball game that he saw him at. And now he had to see his ass again. Fucking and and he's Fucking the one shitty. who's in charge of maintaining the game. The the game in charge of maintaining the safety, maintaining the yeah. game and its integrity, maintaining you know keeping everybody on the same playing field. And his ass was there. And the fact that I'm sure I'm, I would, I would have been livid. Yeah. First of all, and I'm sure Keller was not pleased. And again, that's why I would like to have more know yeah. about more, more context of that situation to Same. know if there was any sort of, you know, again, uh, you know, incident grievance filed or something. I would love to know more, but anyway, so my, my one word was, uh, I don't know. It was just like, it was just a gut check. And I don't know if that's the one word, uh, or it's a two worder with a hyphen. It doesn't matter at this point. It was just a gut check. Like I felt so bad for them just knowing what was all on the line for that game. And also the fact that they could have easily won the game and I think that like, I, I was telling I don't know who I was talking to I was talking to you after the game mom after the game multiple people after the game and I was like honestly I would have rather lost that game by 10 or 20 points yeah 10 or 20, I would have preferred a 10 or 20 point blowout to be honest with you rather than a last second tip in at the buzzer oh 
and then they had to wait around for a second to like check for what were they checking for goaltending or something uh, I think just to make sure he, he got it off in time. He got it off in, in time. Okay. Yeah. I heard somebody. I heard somebody throw out goaltending. No. No, it was their big dude. Like, None of our guys jumped high enough to goaltend. Exactly. So I was just like, wait, what? And so I was just, I was so confused at the whole situation and and the way that the and the way that the head coach acted after the game was just extremely just juvenile to me. I mean like, I've been saying juvenile a lot but I, I think that was just totally ridiculous he definitely ridiculous. celebrated more than Keller did when we beat Duke yes yes when we beat Duke Keller calmly rationally walked he was just like okay shaked his hand and walked off the court it was like, hey, just another day in the life of Coach Keller. He didn't run around the court like a crazy banshee, screaming, yelling, shaking his hands. I mean, yeah, it was just a gut check because I'm just like, that was disrespectful, first of all. Again, good for you. You won the game. You beat us at home for the first time. Good for you. Ha, ha, he, he, happy, joy, lucky. But I mean, that, you didn't need to do that. You could have just... You could have just calmly and rationally walked over, and then he did. Obviously, after that whole debacle, ran over and and shook Keller's hand, which was nice for him. But at the same time, it was just that uh, that initial celebration was just wild. So it was just a gut yeah. check all the way around. Like I felt bad for David; he was crying. Jesus, Lord, heaven. Felt bad for David; he was trying to keep it together. But obviously, he was visibly upset as well. I was just, Ugh. anyway. So. You know what? Because we're already running late, we're going to probably just kind of skip through and uh, just remind everybody again to purchase your My Plates. Go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. You can get a $50 rebate. Uh, again, you can have either a one-year, three-year, five-year term. You can either get a personalized or background-only plate. Lots of options on there for you. So just as a reminder, make sure you go and check out your uh, those My Plates at www.myplates.com. If you want to get yourself a plate, those are your options for you. Because um, we also have some fan comments. That's why I'm trying to skip through that mm. real quick. Because there's what you know, we talked term. about killers. Yeah, we talked about killers post game. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if there was anything else specifically from post game that you wanted to discuss. Um, I just thought it was interesting. You know, a lot of people are giving Keller shit about his post game. I think the post game was fine. He was acting like a coach that just lost a big game. Yeah, I'll, I'll give my. There was nothing wrong with his coach. There was nothing wrong with his post game presser. No, I'll, I'll give my hot take on that. And I, y'all know I would I would say otherwise if it was different. But was right. he a little short starting out? Yeah, maybe. Uh, we just yeah. lost on senior night. We just lost ACU on our home court, which we never have. Uh, we just had this whole debacle with the official from the previous game. And if you're the one starting, like, kicking off this uh, this post-game press conference, then you should know all those things. And maybe you should come up with some better questions. I'm sorry, the questions sucked, and they kind of fell flat. And when you're in journalism, sometimes that happens. And you learn from it, and you move on, and you you learn how to read the room and how to read your interview subject, and that's my thought on that. I agree, hundred percent with what you're saying. 
Um, yes, there was a vastly, again, like you're, you're catching Keller at a very bad time. Like, obviously, he is not, uh, he, he's not excited. As if, I mean, he, he appreciates the fact that he has to do this. He appreciates the fact that they're, you know, Caleb is there, John's there. And then we have, you know, our media lady, uh, Chelsea, I think her name is. And they're there and they're obviously there to ask questions. But you have to make sure that you come correct with the right questions. You have to know your audience. I mean, I teach this all the freaking time in public speaking. You got to know who your audience is. You got to set the tone. You got to understand, you know, what the circumstances and the context are in this situation. And the fact is, is that if you don't ask the right questions or if you don't come correct with the right tone or you don't start off with a long ass, long winded question and then ask the coach, well, what did you all talk about in the locker room? Yeah, I could, I can tell you that. I can make a few guesses, and I think that it's probably not anything that would want to be discussed in a post-game press conference. Um, just, you know, just throwing that out there. I've only watched a few basketball games in my life, but I can imagine it, it wasn't like a happy tone of anything that he wants to share with the rest of us. So I, I don't feel like that was the best, the best question to open up with um, to set no, the tone there. I mean, I mean, and again, I think Chelsea is, I don't know her. I haven't met her. I, I, I know nothing about her other than the fact that she's just new within this past, like, few months. But, like, you know, normally she does a really good job. I just think maybe she was just not necessarily prepared for a pissed-off killer. Normally she has happy-go-lucky killer. So. Yeah, you live and you learn. Uh, yeah, I mean, she'll just have to just kind of figure things out as you go and uh, and again he's he's obviously used to Caleb and John because he's they've been around as long as he have covering the Jacks and so he's used to them and their questions and I think it's just a matter of the fact that Caleb came with a great question first question yeah. right off the bat well hey coach what was that tech about yeah well, well what the heck was that straightforward you know? then, factual question like make it easy on right, the guy right tell us what you we know? all want to know asking, exactly exactly and so I, I don't really understand all these people giving him giving him grief about the about post game. I think again he was handling post game like any coach who just lost a big game would. I mean he doesn't want to sit there and and ask all these questions about oh you know what what's your over what what's what's your messages about the season? Yeah, Maybe we're, we're not even done with the season yet. Yeah, that that's not a game to catch someone on to ask a theoretical question like let's just get down to the facts let's talk about stuff that's undeniable and that he can just answer straightforward boom boom bam on to the next thing but what do I know uh, what do I know right 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 you know like (laughs) coach obviously tough loss tonight I'm sure it hurts like we have one more game left against Sam Houston uh thoughts going into that game you know or you know what's what's what, what what do we go from here what do we do from here how do we lift the spirits back of the team like ask questions that he legitimately is thinking about right now. Like, these are things I already have to fucking do. Like, I already have to lift the spirits. We already have to plan for Sam Houston. Like, but at the moment, they're not even thinking about Sam Houston. They're thinking of, oh, shit, I just lost the game for my team. On my senior night. And on my senior night. And they're in the freaking locker room, fucking probably in tears still. Yeah. Like, give them a break. Like. Yeah. Anyway, so so that was the post game. I'm sure there are other people who probably may disagree with that but that's fine that's my hot um, take we're not, take it or leave we're, it we're, we're not in the business of agreeing with everybody we're in yeah. the business of talking about how we feel the opinions that we have whether or not you agree with us i don't really care uh, <laughs> sorry not sorry sorry not sorry 
Um, and then we had just a few comments, and I say a few comments, just uh, some things that were tweeted at us on uh, the, same, the same night as the game, both by John, uh, John Trotaway. Um, the first one saying that it was about David. Uh, he said that, and this is again, remember if you can recall, John, I love buddy. I really do. But you, I mean, this is a complete 360 turnaround from what you said about David. 180. Way, way different. 180. And obviously you, you, you've, you've corrected the error of your ways and you now understand that you made a big mistake when you said that David wasn't a good player because he said, and I quote, David may be the smartest college basketball player I have ever seen. The inbound play off the back of the defender was genius. His body position offensively is always spot on. And that timeout he just called, one more year, please. Well, I will give him, he never said that David wasn't a good player, though. He said, he posed the question, is DeAndre a stronger player than David? He didn't like point blank say David's not good. Right. So I'll give him, I'll give him a little bit there. I'm sorry. And you know what? He never said that he was about, but... Like, I'm sorry. Let's just take a moment and sit here and think, uh, where the fuck is DeAndre? Where is he indeed? He hasn't been on the bench in four games. So do we really want to sit here and talk about that maybe DeAndre could be better? Homeboy isn't putting in the work, so I'm sorry. No. Well, like, but I'm saying fine. earlier in the season, I'll give him a little bit, like, I'll give him a little slack. Like, in earlier in the season, you, you want to think out the what-ifs in any scenario, but... Um, you yeah. know, he's, he's seen that, 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 that his, his thought that DeAndre might be stronger was definitely not, not reality. So he's made definitely a, he's made a reality. 180 and is singing David's praises. So, uh, one more year, yeah. one more year, David. We would love one more year from David. <laughs> I would honestly give, I would give a lot. Uh, what would I give? Uh, what don't I use a lot? I would give probably my <laughs> left hand. I'm I'm a righty, so left hand I could definitely give away for that. Uh, my mom would absolutely cry tears of joy if David stayed for one more year because she's obsessed with. She him. would throw him a big party. Well, maybe not um, a I'm sure she, maybe not a big oh, party because of COVID. You but know, she would. Here's the thing: yeah. she doesn't she doesn't make her famous two day sauce for me if I ask. But I bet if we asked for David. I bet she'd she would. Hop, she'd hop in that kitchen. She's even shaking her head. She was. Look at, that. <laughs> Look at that. She she wouldn't make the sauce for her own flesh and blood, but she'd make a two day sauce that's a pain in the ass for David Calgary's. I, I'll be damned. This this is devastating to me as, as a <laughs> just because he's a Pennsylvania boy. I, I'm I'm from your loins, and you wouldn't make it for me. That's bullshit. You realize they can't hear you on this side, right? I know you're talking to me, but I can barely hear you, though. Okay. Because these headphones, I can't hear you. Come on. Yeah. When they had Meet the Jacks. Yeah. When you first saw him. Yeah. I knew he was the guy I was going to be cheering for. I think. She said that. I think Mama Tess had a little crush on David. Oh, David. Oh, Mama Tess does have a little crush, crush on David. at first sight. At first sight, she knew that was going to be her man. She likes him. She likes him. She doesn't know why. She doesn't. She can't explain it. <laughs> Something about him, David. He's a scrapper. Is what he's. <laughs> he is a scrapper. I will say that. Okay. Uh, second comment from John. He said, 
this was about mm, a couple of minutes before the game was over, I believe. Uh, Rati and Calvin are having terrible nights. These refs are making the game about fouls. We could still pull this off. Miraculous. Obviously, that was before the game ended. So, yikes. Uh, thoughts about that first comment, though, about Rati and Calvin are having terrible nights. Yeah, they didn't have the best games. I mean, Rati. Well, no, they didn't. Rati I mean, only Rati, scored seven. Calvin only scored three. Rati was, yeah, he was one of nine uh, field goal. He literally only, he made one of five three, uh, three-pointers. He was, he was decent on his three, three throws. He only missed two. But, like, I mean, and he's, like you said, scored seven points. <laughs> Considering yeah. he was the guy that was carrying us through, you know, the last couple games, and then all of a sudden it comes to this game, and he was basically shut down of all for seven points. I mean, he had five turnovers as well. He had five, five the most on the team. Like, yeah. I don't know what the heck. Uh, and then, yeah, Calvin had a – he just – yeah, he did not have the best game at all either. I agree with that. I mean, he – the only points he scored were literally free throw points. So, I don't have to agree with that. I'm going to have to agree with that. Uh, let me do a quick check, make sure there's no more comments on the Twitter sphere. I don't think we got any more last minute here. Um, let me just do a quick check here. Bob did say he did love our tees and he and he loved catching up last night. So that was a love, Bob. Can't wait to see you again on yeah. Saturday. Shout out, shout out to Bob. Bob, <laughs> Bob. All right. That's that's Bob. That's David's dad. That's Bobo. Yeah, that's David's dad. Uh, there were a couple conversations going on about um, about the refs, obviously, about that situation. Uh, previously, there was a bunch of conversations going on about that. Um, of course, there were people talking about the halftime show. <laughs> My mom didn't like that. Oh <laughs> no, no! Listen, it was it was on ESPN. Mom is on. Mom is very upset about this, saying that that was on America's Got Talent. Give me a freaking break! But that that dude, the halftime from our game made ESPN. I don't know what it was like highlighted on, but it. That was a Oh really? Yeah, one of my funny. One of my friends. One of my friends texted me and said that it was on ESPN. Okay, uh, I forgot that Daryl had posted this on the Twitters. Okay, so whenever. Cody Corley had said that Keller just absolutely ripped an official. Apparently, the official cursed a player while we were at ACU. Then the Southland sends, again, that's not not necessarily the Southland, but it's the consortium, and it's, he's already assigned, uh, to back to this game. Something was said, and uh, the ref gave Isfay technical, unbelievable. Uh, and then Daryl had responded saying to all of our conversations, saying, I would have to believe a report was filed with the folks running the consortium about this incident and that guy still got the rematch in my experience if you have a high level assignment and and there's involved in an incident the first time those teams met you should get pulled i mean yeah but we don't know if there was a right we have no idea all right so that's 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 that no the game wasn't fixed Tess. get out of here all right (laughs) you're you're done you're done saying your piece no i'm not yes yes (laughs) all right so Yes, ma'am, you are. All right, so obviously we have one more game left of the year. Doubleheader, Saturday, 
in Prisonville, a.k.a. Sam Houston, a.k.a. William R. Johnson South. Uh, obviously, when we played Sam Houston last time at home, we did win. So if you can make it out to the game, if you can make it down to Huntsville or up to Huntsville, depending on where you live, um, please do so and order your tickets now. Hopefully there's still some tickets left. I don't know. You could only order them online and pick them up at Will Call. You can't just walk up and buy, which makes no sense whatsoever. You can walk up to pick up your Will Call tickets, but you can't walk up and purchase a ticket. Yeah, that's dumb. dumb. Okay. So that makes no sense. Anyway, so ladies are at 2 o'clock. Guys are at 5. Um, we still haven't necessarily decided if we're going to eat here, eat there. I was going to see if you wanted to look up some Huntsville uh, restaurants. There's a couple that have good reviews. Um, there's a place called Farmhouse Cafe. There's a place called City Hall Cafe and Pie Bar. And okay. also a Shorts Top Burger. I think Shorts Top Burger, they have five stars. Like, it's apparently, like, a really cool place in Huntsville. Uh, we'll consider it. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it more. But, yeah, but there are a couple of those places that uh, would be really good options. You know what? I have heard of Shorts Top Burgers. I think that that's one of the, like, top places in Huntsville, actually. So hmm. we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Anyway, guys, um, we have a couple podcasts also um, kind of planned for post game or for postseason. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get those done either next week or week after. Next week is spring break for me, and I plan on doing absolutely jack shit. So I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be nice. Ready? Yeah, it'll be good. Nice little break. But anyway, so. Man, that was a long one, kind of long-winded. Hope you guys stuck around for it. And uh, we just there was a lot of we had, there was a lot to get out. We had a lot of grievances too. There was a lot. It really were. Um, all right, so hope you guys have a great night, great weekend. If you come out to the Sam Houston game, be loud, wear purple, get there early, and hopefully we'll see you there. And always remember to Axe and Jacks with Alex and Jacks. <laughs>